0: Welcome to Map It Marketing for small business owners who want to become more confident and capable in their marketing. I'm Rachel Clava, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I've learned that there are so many different things that we are supposed to do all the time and trying to work it all out is quite frankly often very confusing. In this podcast we're going to explore what those things are and whether you need to pay attention to them. Ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of MapIt Marketing. I'm your host, Rachel Klava, and today I am also the guest. I wanted to share with you a story, a personal story, about how I lost the voice that I had created of my personal brand, my conversations, the way I do things during this year in 2021, and how I refounded it again. And I've got a process to do that. The reason I wanna share this is that I think it's a trap that so many of us fall into quite accidentally. And I'm gonna walk through with you how it happened and why it happened and what I did to kind of go, get over it and and find my voice again. This year I've created more content across more platforms consistently than I ever have before, but I nearly also lost my own voice and style. And those are the things that actually will end up setting me apart From every other marketer and content creator out there, it's a hard word out there when you're competing against a whole lot of other people and your own voice and style is that thing that makes you stand out. What happened to me was so common and I I know that it easily can happen to any of us when we're trying to learn new ways of doing things. And often we end up by accident spending too much time trying to emulate others and the fear creeps in and we stop doing things. I want you to develop your own voice and style and brand. It's what sets you apart from your competitors, the fastest, the simplest and the cheapest way, but it can often be the hardest and scariest thing to do. It's scary to put yourself out there and think, what if no one likes me? I always think, man, there are people out there that I don't like and lots of people like them, so it's okay. You will have people who love you and like you and appreciate the things you do. Trust me. Everyone is weird, we just need to find the people who have the same kind of weird from us. My liberation from trying to be like everyone else, trying to turn away from the culture of same and letting my weird show has been what helps people see me and see our business. So losing this voice this year stifled my creativity. It stemmed the flow of ideal clients and it caused me to question my own ability to communicate and keep going with love for what I do. Our job is to become the voice and face that people recognize, and it helps them to consciously turn to face us or turn away from us, and that's it. That's the foundation of a personal brand. In this podcast, I wanna talk a little bit about how I developed this own voice, how I lost it and what I've done to reclaim it. And I'm gonna also walk you through my armed formula. That's one of my own voice things, which will explain to you what you can do to create a message that stands out from the crowd. I don't want to be a blar of sameness and I don't want you to be either. So I'm hoping that this podcast will help you walk through what I did take from it and then develop your own personal voice, your own personal brand to stand out for your business. Now, before we jump in to do this, I would love it if you come into our group on Facebook and Map Marketing to come and join with us and share and ask questions and find out a little bit more about how to develop. And I'd also love it if you came and followed my Instagram page, Identify Marketing, because I'm sharing my word there more than anywhere else at the moment. So if you want to see what word I share and see if you like it, that's where you'd find me. Right. So the first thing is I want to talk about why it's really important to have your own voice as a business owner it does definitely help you cut through noise the way i describe it is we're in this huge busy train station and there's so many people around and they're all trying to work out where they're meant to be going next and our job is to have the train that has got the most color and the most interest and the most ideal and unique way of describing things and then we call all aboard and those people that are drawn to that color and that story and that conversation will naturally come aboard your train to come and Find more out about you hang out with you and then hopefully work with you the reason we need to use this is that often as small business owners in a deeply competitive space our voice our face the way that we describe things is the thing that sets us apart and one of the problems we often has is if we're getting a whole lot of information from different sources it's very easy just to replicate the same old same old for example as a strategist um, I could do a post about SWOT analysis strengths weaknesses opportunities threats and I've done posts like that in the past but what I should do is take my own slant and my own bent and make it my own so that it not only teaches people a concept but also helps them understand how I work and think and if they understand it that way too then we know that we're a good match So what i did originally to develop my own voice is first i was in a very low place and you can hear my story in some of the early episodes of this podcast but i decided that i needed to find a way for me to describe marketing to people who didn't necessarily like it believe they needed to do it or want it in a way that was also ideally mine and one of the things i did is i stopped following any local competitors on my own social media, I stopped looking at their websites. I stopped doing anything. Weirdly, a couple of people during that time accused me of stealing information from them, but I literally had not looked at their post or anything. I think it was just a coincidence that we were talking about the same thing on the same day, but I truly just stemmed the flow. I still developed as a marketer and as a business owner. I looked at lots of people overseas who were doing different things, but I also tried to look at things that people in different industries were doing on their marketing and social media and thought about how I could adapt that for my audience. I did that a lot. I also spent a lot of time looking and reflecting and thinking, and I trusted myself. I think that's key in here as I trusted myself to find my own way to describe things. I used to be a primary school teacher, so I'd tell in story, I think in stories. Look, I spent a whole term once doing Dr. Seuss stories and to teach kids to read because they went into it. We turned the entire classroom into a Dr. Seuss classroom we did the same with where the wild things are Uh, we did the same with a maori legend hatupatu and the bird woman and we would get really deep and tell story and get really engaged and that's what i wanted to do when i was developing my own voice for my marketing was to create a story using everyday things like goats and and spiders and webs and um and porridge and all these different things to find analogies to talk that's my way yours will be different But that was my way to do that, and I wanted to play. And there was a part of me that was nervous about it. But as I caused me to develop it, I started to find that my people would use those words and those phrases to describe their own marketing. And that's the secret. When you have your own voice and you have your own language and your way of describing, you know, it's hitting the point when other people start to use it because you know that they're applying that knowledge and it's an amazing way to spread an idea and to stand out beyond everybody else. I'm not technically brilliant as a marketer i don't have you know if you ask me to do like describe seo i'm gonna really struggle when clients ask me how to how to do a technical thing on facebook ads look i know how to do it but to try and explain it is very diff- difficult for me i'm a very much a learning and talking as i go person and so for me developing story was a really important way to show my point of difference now how i lost it was quite by accident. First of all, um, I came into 2021 incredibly tired and burnt out. We had a huge year in 2020. I know many many of us have had that and I was tired um, and I was quite low in energy, but I wanted to develop in areas that I hadn't before. One of those areas was Instagram and later on another was TikTok. Uh, What I found was because I was in a learning space of how to make those platforms work better. I started following a lot more accounts. Now they were still not very local accounts, they were still mainly overseas accounts, but I started looking at other accounts to try and work out how people did things. And I think what's quite often what happens when we're learning is the easiest way to learn is to emulate, to, to do the same as somebody else. And so I would just copy the structure and the ideas and the rules around what people were doing to try and create my own thing. But what happened was it started to squeeze my voice out. It started to squeeze my point of difference out. And I started to second guess and doubt my own ability to communicate with my community, my audience. Here is the really important part of that. It does happen by accident. But what I learned was we should only be following people and interacting with people who we feel has that same weirdness their weirdness might be shown in a different way. But if we try and follow people who are seeing huge success, but not in the way that we would do it, it makes it really hard for us to be able to work creatively. I went through a huge black period. All the while through this, I'm creating huge amounts of content. I'm putting things out. We're we're seeing success as a business. I'm seeing lots of engagement and all those things were good. But inside, I knew I wasn't creating the the, the content I wanted to create that fit our ideal clients and I've you can you probably hear it a bit in a few of my episodes you know I interviewed Lucas O'Keefe um, about his growth to 150k he is amazing he's done an amazing job but his style and mine are completely different and the way that we do things he's also you know his business is to have this huge following and then he's kind of got that as a side thing I run a business with employees and contractors and and, you know, a big client base. I can't be doing the same thing because I'm not wanting the same result. And I got lost. What I struggled the most with was trusting my own gut and trusting that there was a place for my own voice in an area where there was all these other things I was meant to do, like reels and and carousel posts and all these things that I also tell my clients to do. And this is something that I teach my clients. You still got to do the thing the way you do it. So I took a break. I took a stop and I thought about what I needed to do. And then I thought about how important it was for me to write in my own voice. Through this year, I've been writing a book, and originally it was called Map It Marketing. Because that's the name of my podcast. It's the name of a group that I do, our our Facebook group. It's the name of a new course that we're about to deliver, uh, which I'll tell you about later, called My Map It Marketing. It's a full online marketing training course um, that you can do yourself. We've got a coaching group that's going to probably be called that. And so it was like, well, that makes sense. I'm going to call my book Map, Map It Marketing. And through all this period in time, I've been writing this book and it's been good to write it and I've loved it and it's got good content, but it didn't feel like it had that zing of me inside it. So when I went through this process and I felt that something was going off, I realized that the problem was I had tried to water down my weird. So I renamed my book, it's called Be a Spider, Build a Web and it it comes out next year. And it's about how to create a sticky web because that is what I teach as part of my words. I say, you know, you're a kind spider. That's building a sticky web. I have embedded my language in the book and it brought me my joy back. And it finally made me go, this is my book. The same with my reels. I have now started to play and be creative and not hide my weird. Are they getting thousands of views? No. Are the right people finding them and coming to us? Yes. And that's the key, right? That's what we want. I also started to really focus on making sure that I'm focusing on my clients and my community and not trying to focus on weird algorithm changes and growth and all those sort of things and getting enough views. I was stuck in the trap that so many other people get in that I lecture them about, I was stuck in it. So I took a break and I rediscovered my own voice. I went back and had a look at what I was saying a year ago, two years ago. And started to bring and integrate those in. Now, I'm still telling them in a different way to the way I did then. That growth and that step away wasn't wasted. It still helped. But what has happened is I now am able to tell things in my own voice, my own way, bringing that technical ability and those other things that have helped me this year to do it. Now, I actually have a process, it's called the armed method. So I'm going to walk through with you. And this is part of my book, uh, Be a Spider, to Build a Web. So I'm I'm actually reading this from my book. And I'll give you an idea of what that is as well. Uh, But it is a process. It's called armed or A-R-M-E-D. And it is a process that I use to create my, my content all the time. And it's one that I teach our clients. It's really important. So I'd like to share it with you. So we're going to talk about how to get armed. Now, before we dive into my armed process, I do need to clear I come from a very long line of pacifists. So using this anagram messes with my head a little bit, even though it's my own making. I use the word armed in a fully non-destructive way in this situation, so I hope you understand. To create original content is almost impossible. Even with new changes in technology all the time, there are thousands of people putting out the same content, often faster than any of us can attempt. However, the way we stick out and be remembered is to create content that provides an original outlook or describes an idea in a fresh way. That's what I'm doing when I use phrases like be a god in a tree, be a spider, build a web, and you can't kill a man with your face. I'm helping people understand and remember concepts that they may or may not have grasped before. I'm breaking down areas my clients have barriers to, and I help them apply it to their businesses. And I'm also helping filter through people who understand the way I explain things. We all have unique methods to explain ideas or describe products. Our words help people paint it as a picture of expectation. And when we share our thoughts, we naturally attract people who like how we think. I follow a lot of people in my industry, but only if they are people who inspire me, enhance my creativity and help me learn without giving me that uncomfortable feeling in the base of my stomach. I try not to follow local competitors as I want to make sure I'm not influenced by their content and start to create content that's either similar or feeds of theirs defensively. Because I think often that can happen, guys. I think sometimes we can react in a negative way too. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want to be birthing my ideas from negativity. I want to be inspired. I want to learn. I want to know my best ideas will come from someone else's idea, content and knowledge. Who has inspired me and made me want to do better but i also know that my content will also do that for someone else last year i bought some materials off an amazing marketer kate toon she created a few frameworks for marketing and before i bought the products i emailed her because i knew buying the products was a risk even if i'm using a product for my own use it's inevitable it'll influence my teaching and work with my own clients I know that I might one day write a blog, a chapter of a blog, or create a resource that would have been affected by her products. I don't want her to someday see something I create and think, damn you, Rachel, you thieving cockwomble. So I let her make the call of whether she wanted me to buy her products, knowing I might create my own materials after being influenced by hers. Thankfully she replied and said that while they're not to be sold sold as your own templates or given away, that they were designed to be used, and she accepted that they might influence new material. With that sorted, I bought them, have used them all the time and have since adapted some of the materials, putting my own spin on them for our clients to use. This is the essence of being armed. We are influenced by other people's content all the time. So here's how it works. Earlier this week, I did a live with Sarah Galbraith. Uh, She owns a social media company, and we do lives a lot. We've been doing them on a fortnightly basis to talk social media updates that we're testing and what we've learned, and it's a lot of fun. One of the people watching us asked us where we got all of our information from. I'm a sponge when it comes to information. I spend time on social media platforms reading and learning. I take snapshots of great ideas. Honestly, guys, my camera is full of photos of different ideas and often i'm like why don't i take that really need to do an issue with it so i do spend time taking notes from them i watch accounts of knowledgeable people i have an audible subscription i try to listen to a book a month i listen to a podcast on my walk every morning i'm absorbing i'm learning and i'm taking it all in to create you need to have something to create from One of my friends, Paul, has worked as a head of marketing for some international companies. He told me a great story about a struggle of an owner of one of those companies and what they had when they were trying to get their creatives to innovate. He gave them the worst brief possible for any creative. You have a blank piece of paper in three weeks. I want to see what you can do. Three weeks later, the team presented their work to him. Or rather they gave back the blank pieces of paper. Paul explained to the owner that it's hard to create out of nothing and a brief like a frame threads on a spider's web would help give the creative a starting point. The owner picked up one of the pieces of paper squiggled on it and put it back on the table and said there there's your brief then. Three weeks later they met again and lo and behold the team had a range of incredible designs and ideas we need to have something in our head to make new things in our head there are seasons to learn and i want to talk about that too before we go on to these different sections you know like when i was working in a mum of three young children reading a book or getting time to listen to a podcast while awake would have been impossible my books of choice back then were uh, young adult dystopian fiction because nothing makes you feel better about toiling training a two-year-old than reading the near death of a 16-year-old whose magical powers make them the perfect candidate to save the world. I've worked hard to carve out learning as part of my work life. It's a cost to our business and I'm aware it's not a luxury we all get to have. So allow this podcast to be absorbing material but I do understand that your time is limited and some of us have more time than others and we have to, we have to balance that. So we've got the A, the the absorb. Now we're on to reflect, the R. One of the biggest mistakes people do starting in content creating is they absorb and then just copy the work. They might change a few colors, a few words, but the work is essentially the same. That's because they've missed an important part of the creative process, the time to reflect. When I listen to a podcast, I pause and take notes. These are sometimes direct notes or ideas. Then I jump online, I start to use these, and I don't if I if I do that and I don't credit them to a source I'm a thief so I don't do that what I do instead because I don't want to be a thief is I pop the notes away and I bring them out a few weeks later my head has no longer got that voice and the nuances of the original speaker I take a look at what I've written, and hopefully it's not something like, oh, you should, yeah, yeah. which can happen um, if I try to write as I walk and it doesn't make any sense. And I think about that idea in relation to my anchor points. Once I've done that, I modify, M is for modify. It's time now to modify that content and make it my own. The sayings and phrases in this podcast, and the book that I'm reading from right now, are me modifying a message to tell my story my way let's be honest i could just say be more confident about showing your face on camera but it's funnier and more memorable to say you've never killed a man with your face or be a spider, build a web is a much more interesting way to say how to create a content strategy modification of the message helps the message become yours as it spreads people recognize it as yours i have followers who send me spider videos stories about webs they know it's my message When I was researching for this book, I found out that there's already a thing called spider marketing and I almost quit. (laughs) The idea of using a web for your content isn't necessarily new, but I also found my way of describing a spider's web for your marketing was new. We modify the message to something and it becomes something we own. Express. E is for express once we have our message we are ready now to express it and we need to over and over again to explain be a spider build a web i've filmed short videos long videos told a story for presentations create a single single post, create infographics. I've even written a a few songs and I've got a T-shirt that says, I'd rather be a spider than a fly with a spider on it. Um, The song, by the way, one of them goes, I'd rather be a spider than a fly. Um, It's pretty good. You can check it out on my YouTube channel. All right, so I've now gone full committed mode about writing a whole book about it. Our expression of our thoughts through words and images is how we spin our threads from the radius of our web to create that sticky content. Once we've done the E, the express, we now need to distribute it. We don't wanna use the information once, we wanna maximize our hard work. We take the content and we find all the ways we can use it on our capture spiral, that's our web. We might post a short form, a video to Instagram, to TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, and Facebook, and LinkedIn. One piece of content across six different radius lines. If it's a single image, we could post it to Instagram. Pinterest, Facebook, LinkedIn, use it in an email and possibly as an image for a blog of the same topic. That blog could go on a website, be placed on LinkedIn, and a blog site be linked in an email and also linked on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. We could then use it and read a blog post, make a, a longer video and post it too and so on and so on and so on. The armed model allows us to make it easy for us to create a message that is ours and then spread it so that people can see that that belongs to us the express and distribution parts of the armed model can be easily outsourced and that's how the content spiral becomes your powerful tool to make it really strong we need to make sure we arm ourselves first we need to absorb reflect and modify and that helps us create our new voice I hope that's helped you. It really helped me go through this process and remember, now I'm starting to use my language on my marketing again. I'm using words like be a spider, phrases like be a spider, build a web we're in a busy train station, you need to calm the raging bull. I'm using these phrases because these belong to me and fit with my marketing and the way that I share things. And since doing this, I have had a growth suddenly of a whole lot of people who have seen my particular weird way of doing things. And my clients are more and more aligning with my message. It's been a quite a significant shift in who we're attracting through our marketing. You want people who fit with your marketing. So you need to think about that. Now, I would love you to go through and do some of this armed process. And we're just going to go through it very quickly again, in a moment. But first, I would love to tell you, I've got a little secret. I've been working on a online marketing course called My Map at Marketing. And it's got over 200 videos of me walking through exactly how we'd work one on one with you to create your marketing strategy it comes with the workbook and a whole lot of other information that you can work through on your own pace. Now, it's not quite ready to be live yet. It's coming live in the new year so I've put a note in the show notes if you'd like to register your interest um, please do do that and I will send you the information out in the new year so that you can come and become armed with a marketing strategy all right so let's get those armed points again if you want to create your own voice remember choose who you're absorbing from make sure they're people that make you feel good that aren't distracting you and making you feel awful so that's really important three uh, second are uh, you need to re- where the three come from are uh, you need to reflect reflect on the content take time before you suddenly jump in and use it I know it can be tempting but you need to reflect so that you've got time to create it in your own words and find a way to bring it into your own world and your own understanding then you modify it you need to modify that content and make it your own so don't quote them verbatim don't do everything the same way they did it really rework it basically break it down and rework it up again. Then you find a way to express that, what form it's going to be, whether it's video or carousel post, single image, a blog, and then you distribute it. And that is your content strategy and helping you find your own voice. Next week, it's me again, and I'm going to be walking through with you, I think it's 10 or 11 of the trends that I believe are going to be coming up in 2022 for our last podcast episode of the year. Until then, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in today to Map It Marketing with me, Rachel Clava. Make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you want notes or information about today's podcast, go to rachelclava.com slash podcast for more information.